0: first thing I want to invite you folks for I want to thank you folks for inviting me down here next thing I want to congratulate you on having as many here as you have on your first anniversary I think it was our ninth anniversary that we had over in Akron High <clears throat> that I heard God get up and make this statement I never much attention to statistics about any kind of statistics about AA. It never made any particular difference to me who was first, second, third, or fourth. I mean, but I got to get up and make this statement. He said that our at our first anniversary, uh, we had six at the end of the year. Well, I didn't remember that. And he said that four of them were here tonight. Uh, that was on our ninth anniversary. He said and four of them are here tonight. One of them dead, and one of them out of town, and couldn't be here. Well, I happen to know that a couple of them that were there had had a little trouble uh, during those uh, nine years, but uh, they had, were there that night, and uh, were sober. And uh, so that's all we had on our, our first anniversary, which took, and of course, there's several times, six years. And of course, uh, when we had that anniversary, anniversary I... Certainly never expected to be down in North talking to folks. And there were a lot of the other places where I've been and talking. I We just had in mind that we'd get sober and stay sober. And uh, to do that, uh, we had to go out and take this program to a few people and uh, not to get sober and stay sober ourselves. And then that would be the end of it. Now that's all I had in mind, I know, and I'm pretty positive that uh, there wasn't anything much else in the mind of the others except to over ourselves. Uh, that early thought has been worth quite a little bit to me. Uh, in two uh, or three ways, I haven't felt any great responsibility about uh, the movement being such a wonderful movement and all those great things that are going to be done. I even had a woman after one of the meetings I recruited to come around, oh, she was been a missionary in China for a long time, a very wonderful woman, oh, she said, this is wonderful said, maybe this is the answer, this is the answer to world peace, and I said, well, I don't know. Uh, anyhow, I hope it's uh, the answer to uh, students a lot of homes running in and where you still do and fight with each other, uh, now if you can go on over uh, and make the world peace out of it, that's fine, but uh, I have always had in mind this evening, the main purpose of AA was to face over. And now there's a lot to AA, uh, uh, in my opinion and uh, that's uh, worth a lot more and a lot in there outside of staying sober but actually and honestly I hope uh, that we always keep sobriety as the main purpose of our age. Now I know policy, really. that's the thing that we started out with, was to stay sober. Uh, certainly I've got a lot of things out of it further than that. One probably even argued with me about and not so long ago and said about it, yep, that'd been the only thing he got. Uh, it just wouldn't have been worthwhile. And I said, Well, I don't know about you, but I know about me. I said, The first last six months I drank I was dragged into the hospital eight times, six months. And four or five times the those times I've been tied down in bed here too. two before everything I was died. And I said my doctor told me I didn't have the two or three more and I know I knew as well as he knew. Uh, that I didn't have. He said, you get in such terrible shape that you're not going to make many more of them. And uh, I knew it. And, uh, that was 16 years ago and I'm still living and, uh, still feeling pretty good. In fact, just about a year ago I uh, had some sort of bias and I stayed in bed two days. And the wife kept telling me to go to the doctor, but I think that this is sort of a cold, and I don't want to be bothered with doctors. And, uh, but I did finally go and He called me and he said, You you sick and I said, Yeah, I know. But I came back and told my wife and said, Well, I kept wanting you to go to the doctor. She said, I knew you were sick. She said, That's the first time I've seen you stay in bed all day since I used to tie you in bed fifteen years ago. Which <laughs> was the truth. I hadn't thought about it. But I said that happened to me the last six months I drank. And I've had uh, since that time, uh, uh day before yesterday, fourth day of July was when I came out of the hospital course, i have been sober some three or four days then, and that was sixteen years ago that I came out of the hospital, and I said, I've had eight or 10 uh, years history of life, I know, that have been good with good health, and then you tell me, uh, I said, that certainly was worthwhile if I had never gotten anything more out of a than that, that fact that I don't go to the hospital anymore, and I don't go through all that hell and stuff that I went through with, and the fact that I've had that number of years... Uh, a good life is certainly worthwhile if I've never gotten anything more. I, I did get a lot more out of it, there's a lot more in it. And I hope that, uh, folk will get it. And, but I still hope that we keep that, so the main purpose of AA. And, uh, you know, uh, it's getting a little bit harder for me to do the meeting right along. Uh, I think the ra- reason for that is that I've been doing it for so long, and uh, most of you fellas know that I've been doing it for so long, and, uh, so you begin to wonder why in the devil I don't get any better than what I am. <laughs> and that makes it, makes it, a little bit tough on me. Uh, well, that might be good too. Maybe then they'll sort of stop asking me. You know, i just talking. I, I think the first meeting that I went out of town to lead was over in Toledo. And I thought that was better than ten years ago. Because I think it was about two years ago I was over in Michigan. And I was talking to big fellas there, and I said the first time I was ever over here in, in Toledo, he was up there from Toledo, and I said that was about uh, seven or eight years, something like that ago. He said, well, I know exactly how long. He said, I had not been sober but about three weeks, uh, and I was at that meeting, and I've been sober eight years. So it's been better than ten years, the first time, as far as I know, that I went out of town. And uh, I've been doing it. And there's a lot of you fellows up there that can do this, as good a job as I can. And uh, you ought to be up here leaving this meeting instead of me, uh, because you can do it just as well, and it will help you. Uh, because in my opinion, there isn't anything much that uh, helps the person uh, more than leaving the meeting. In fact, yes, that was one of the main things that they had in mind when we started out, and when we went to a meeting in the early days. We didn't know when we went who was going to lead the meeting. We went and we had what we called quiet time, and when uh, doing that quiet time, we was to open our minds uh, with foreign instruction as to who we thought ought to lead the meeting that night. And then after we uh, did that, uh, sat down in silence uh, for five minutes while they started around and do things, and this fellow say this one, this and that one, and whoever happened to have the most, we finally for him and said, "Well, it's you." So he got up there and uh, and took charge of the meeting, and. Uh, right ahead and we didn't know until uh we got there who was going to do it and that wouldn't be a bad idea to try out in my opinion every once in a while here. It helped fella. It might uh mush him up a little bit for a minute or two and get us, but we'll get over it. And uh I used to say when I started out that if no one was helped in the meeting except me, uh well I certainly know I knew I would be by by leading the meetings, it would help us. and And uh, this idea of uh, these fine speakers and good speakers and so forth being called in, I, I, I never have been uh, too much in favor of that. Uh, because I've seen some mighty good fellows uh, take a licking on account of the fact that I'm very positive. But, uh, that idea that they were in demand quite a bit as speakers uh, so sort of began to go through up here to the top of their head a little bit and they got a little proud of it. And, uh, in fact, if I watched two or three of them and I was sort of wondering if that wasn't happening and, uh, one or two of them had certainly happened terribly bad to them. Uh, now that might not have had anything to do with it but they did fall off and the I sort of wanted It's, uh, it's a little, now I'm not saying what I got up here to say. Uh, <laughs> But it feels a little hard, you know. Uh, I, I, I was lucky. I've been lucky all the way through, eh? That, that's helped me out an awful lot. Uh, I never could uh, feel uh, particularly uh, complimented by the reasons of the fact that they asked me because they happened to ask me just because I happened to be uh, the first man and person that Doc and Bill worked on and were successful with. I'm very positive. That's the reason they asked me. And then uh, what I happened to say, well... Uh, I had no control over the fact that they happened to be the ones that, uh, that I happened to be the ones that they picked up first, so I never could uh, feel that way about it, and uh, that didn't, didn't, didn't help for me, um, but I remember one time I came in there uh, at home, and I'd been to a meeting, you know, I think with a meeting, you know, something's getting so wrong with these meetings, they're not hardly up to par. And, uh, and I was just, the what's the matter? What's wrong? Ain't eh? things happening eh, or something? I, I just wasn't, I was rather low about how it was going. And, uh, so, uh, I picked up a little book there and opened it like this. I just saw it lay It was my wife's magazine. She, I not know look at it. But I picked it up that night and pulled it open. Just a matter of luck. I never looked. Pulled it up there and I started to read. And, uh, why well, i never even looked at the heading, I don't know yet what the heading of the article was, but the part I read was, uh, I am not know if you can tell you this, but it actually happened. Uh, the fella said he went over to his neighbors and, uh, the fellow insisted on showing him about an hour or better of, uh pictures, moving pictures would be taken of he and his family around the house. Well, the man said, I had been in day after day around I'm doing those same things and I'd seen those old books. And thank it really wasn't very interesting. It was rather boring to me to sit down and those pictures. Then after was over, he said, of course, naturally, to be polite, I had to say, something. I said, I had a little eight-year-old girl and said, I looked over at her and I said, well, what part of the picture did you like the best?" Well, she said, the part I was in, of course, she said. <laughs> well, I do. And that came in my mind. Now, oh, do you reckon that's what it's sort of the mind. Maybe they sort of uh, slipped up there. Maybe they haven't been paying you hardly as much attention. Maybe you haven't read many meetings. In the last, uh, I wouldn't tell you this. I'm sort of ashamed of it. Uh, but it might help you. And I said, haven't they been paying as much attention to you as they should or something like that? That's the reason you finally hurt. And, uh, when I analyzed it down and right down in the back, I had to come to conclusions. That might have had something to do with the fact that I thought those meetings weren't hardly entertaining as they had been because I hadn't had the uh, space retention attention uh, that I maybe thought that I ought to have, uh, although I really never particularly wanted any space retention attention because, and I told them over and over again I don't because I'm very positive and that if anybody else uh, begins to set me up there, as uh, somebody to go by and lean on and give me special attention while the old devil, he'll start giving me special attention too. And I've had about all the attention from that boy for the last two years and all my life, and I really won't. Now, I don't say that in any sacrilegious way. I mean it. Well, he's always right after a fellow. And if he says, oh, well, if I kick Bill out, i knock not going a a dozen." Well, he'll concentrate on me, and I don't need to concentrate. <laughs> and uh, that's neither here nor there. But I I've thought about that, that that might happen. And uh, But the fact, as I mentioned a while ago, that it's the idea of sobriety and the reason that we are primarily in AA, and the fact that I never expected any great world movement or anything like that to go out of it, has helped me, because in that way, I can go ahead and do AA and practice AA the same way it was taught to me, which I'm going to give it to you right then about, and it only takes me about ten minutes to do that. That's what I ought to do, of course, and quit, but I keep on talking for a long time to get up to it. And uh, it's helped me to go ahead and practice and talk a, a, just the way I learned it, without feeling too much responsibility of what's going to happen to the movement, and uh, arguing with uh, this bunch that wants to do it this way, and arguing with this bunch that wants to do it that way, and now uh, there's a little bit of that, you know, that's going on around now. Some of them want this wind, some of them want the other way. And I told a fellow today, he came all the way down to Cleveland and bought my dinner to give me help for some of the things that he thought was sound so nice. and so. And I just told him, I said, now wait. I learned this AA one way. And I learned AA that the main purpose that I was in LA was not to save the world and not to save a lot of people, but to keep them nice and sober. That's the main reason I'm in. To do that, I have to take this message. Uh, Two people, uh, now from now on, they have to take over. I can't keep them sober. I couldn't keep them sober. I couldn't save the world. I don't think I was expected to save the world. And and, and the fact is, I can't think you shouldn't find any place in the Bible, any place, where anybody was supposed to save anybody. If you go back and read the four synoptic uh, gospels, you will find just before Jesus ascended. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. He never told you to save anybody. I even read in the paper today where that fellow ministered up there was the wanting so-and-so so he could save a lot of people, too. Uh, I don't think we do that, and I don't think we keep them sober. We can take them the message. Uh, but from uh, there on, uh, it's between them and, and this higher power as to what happens. And uh, that's what I've been doing is when they ask me to go around and tell folks uh, they AA program as it gave it to me and sometimes a few other little <coughs> things but I've noticed that uh, uh I heard a fellow get up and say i came to school Wednesday night and that's the first time I'd heard him admit it that way uh, he said he stayed sober seven and a half years and then he got drunk and it took him about 15 months to get sobered back well that was true and I knew it and he'd been sober seen him uh, uh, and he admitted that he said I was a terribly intolerant son of a gunner He said, I just didn't have no damn use for these fellas that came in through AA and then slipped. He said, I just couldn't see it. Well, I thank goodness I never had that kind of a spirit. When he comes around and tells me, he said, oh, he said I had a slip. I said to them, you had a slip. He just went out and got drunk. Just exactly the same way I did a hundred times after I knew I shouldn't. I went out and did it. You know, that's just what you did. No slipping or anything else. Just like right over again. Of course, uh, maybe, Hey, it would look better to the outside world if we, uh, say, the other bird, fellow that came around and, and, uh, said he belonged to a, I, don't, I don't know, how don't know where he belonged to a, And there wasn't any joining or anything like that when, uh, when I came in. And, uh, now I rambled around there and talk to you. It was, as I mentioned a while ago, it was 16 years ago, the, about the 26th of June that I came to over there the city hospital in Akron, Ohio. One Thursday morning, that's the only way in the world that I uh, knew what particular day it was. Uh, I knew it was Wednesday and I went in. Now the only way in the world that I remembered a year or two later uh, that it was Wednesday was that uh, I knew I started on Saturday. And uh, the last time before that, uh, that I had come out of the hospital, I told my wife, I said, for goodness sake, don't let me get such terrible shape anymore before I get into the hospital. I said, that's been hell the last few times, I tell you. Uh who can't get me to go in the hospital. It usually <coughs> took me about ten, twelve days from the time I took that first drink until I ended up over there in the hospital, tied down. It took 10 or twelve days. Uh a week I it out, round, round like that, me in and out. And then the last week I would up there on the third floor in my home, so I was supposed to be out of town and if anybody come in they wouldn't hear me up there. And uh, I just laid up there in, in that bed on the third floor by myself, which wasn't my bedroom, it was on the cabin. But I'd go up there and hide, and every time I'd wake up, I'd just reach over and get the bottle and take another drink and go back to sleep. And keep that up for about uh, four or five days or a week. Finally comes a day, you know, you've heard folks talk about uh, throwing them up, you know, couldn't get them down in no the morning. Well, I'd throw them up, 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 up like that, but that never made any particular difference to me. 'Cause I knew that if I kept on swallowing I'd finally get one that would stay down, actually. And uh but if you do that what I talked to you just about going you spend about a week drinking, drinking, drinking and then last week up there on the floor, just enough no eat, just reach over, take the next bar and go back to sleep. Finally you wake up some day and look at it and you sit now it wouldn't do anything. good. It just wouldn't do any good. You fool with that now, girl. Well, it's gonna do any good. Another day or so of this, and you dead. So, I went with my wife to get a hold of the doctor. I didn't go to the hospital only for the six weeks. It was the last three or three years I drank. I never got over one without having to call the doctor. Fine, time finally comes when you look at it and you know it isn't going to do any good. Say, another drink isn't going to do any good. You're just so full and of it. You wouldn't say anything about blowing it up that you didn't know it isn't going to do any good. One of you is concerned about it, and the then you have to do something about it. And uh, so I told her not to let me get so bad the next time, so I started on Saturday. Now, isn't that odd? I remember just how I took that first night on Saturday. I went home early from the office. They that uh, the space over. And then I got home and got up there at the house. And, and it was uh, June, was hot, and I got blowered and dry, And I wanted to drink worse and worse. And there was a place over there where they sold only liquor and uh, wine and uh, no whiskey. And, uh, so I fooled, shook, bothered, fool around there. I uh, hadn't had a drink, probably for a couple of weeks then, maybe. It takes that long. And But I was so nervous and I wanted to drink. And I finally sold myself, and I guess, I mean, I, I told my wife. Well, I don't guess I sold either one of us. I don't know, but I... I tried to tell her on the idea that I'd just run over there and have a cold cup of cold glass of beer and come back. It was time for dinner or supper, whichever you call it, it about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And it was about time to eat, and she had about ready, and I'll just run over there, and I'll have a cup of cold bottles of beer, and I'll run right back, and eat my supper. and I won't get drunk. Now I know if I'm going to drink a cup of cold bottles of beer, damn if I'm going to eat right that, because that's just wasted. That's all. I'm going to have a cup. I ain't going to waste to eat like it. But I really thought that that could be done, see? And I guess I and I even told her I'll take the boy. He's about nine years. I'll take the boy along uh, to ensure the fact that I'm going to come back. And, um, well, I don't guess I made her believe it, but she didn't. Anyhow, I went. And, of course, about 11 o'clock she came come over and got the boy.
1: <laughs>
0: and took him home, and she didn't bother me. Of course, I stayed all night. As soon as it blows that up, I went looking for a bootleg gun where they sold them after hours and found it. And so done, went home sometime the next day. And I had told her, for goodness sake, don't so let me get that bad anymore. So somewhere or others, on Wednesday, she coached me into the hospital and I went into the hospital. That's the reason I know it was Wednesday. I hadn't been drinking so long. And I wasn't so bad that morning. And so I came through there on Thursday morning and uh, my mind was spiraling, Trevor, because I'd only been drinking since Saturday. And, uh, so I looked around and I realized where I am again. And I said, well, here you are again. And you've been here, either here or over in the peoples. This makes eight times now in six months. And every time you woke up because you went out of this hospital in this last six months, you went out of here fully determined in your own mind that you wasn't going to get drunk for something like six or eight months. I don't think I said I was going to quit. But I went out of that for well, the determined that I wasn't going to be drunk for six or eight months because I couldn't afford it. I was broke. And it wasn't going to be long until the wife and boy was going to be on charity, which would be terribly humiliating. And not only that, is it was going to be uh, I was going to have to start uh, to uh hand handling the drink, and boy, that would be hell. I always felt like I Cuz when I wanted a drink I wanted it. I didn't want to have to go out and try to beg somebody and spend a half an hour trying to get a hold of a drink. I wanted it right then. And I didn't want to have to, and I have to picture myself out down there on the street trying to get a hold of enough money to go and buy me a drink. And i have to make maybe an hour or two when I'd be a woman like I would like that. And I, I just knew it would be terrible. But anyhow, I come to you there, and I said, here you are. And you didn't intend to be here. Time after time. You've been doing this now here, and you here. going out of here full of determinants. You weren't going to get drunk anymore for six months. At least six or eight months, until you got a little money in And got back a little self-respect. Uh, of your own and live towards people to show that you can do something about it. What are you going to do about it? And I didn't know. No? So, I not know. And that was all. Right then, the boy comes along and says, get on, this old cop was going upstairs. Well, I didn't want to argue with him a little bit, but he said, get on, I don't want to argue, and I've argued I never seen him before. But he told me after his I ain't fine out yet. How do you know me well? He called me all the top? I never saw you before in my life. He said, well, Happened, I have wrestled with you over there in that emergency ward night after night. When they left you over there and wouldn't take you up to the hospital and they left you over there to meet her accident. And then he says, I don't know you. Either. Well, i have never seen him before, I wasn't seeing But I've been over there, but I didn't see him. Before. And uh, so up I went, and I got up there. My wife was sitting there. the took time the Well, I really didn't know what was happening. My wife would always come. out, said, me. I don't know why she would, but she did. I remember she walking in uh, one morning with the doctor. I said, good morning, dog. Good morning, honey. I've been awake just a few a little while, you know. I found out at 11 o'clock in the daylight. I knew mean, it was 11 o'clock in, in day. I kept looking around my wife and I said, to "My your Sunday school? Huh? Sure. She said, Sunday school? Yeah, I said, Sunday school, church? Well, it's Sunday school, church. I'm really sad. I was inside the one about noon when I went in, you know. And uh, she said, what time do you think it is? 11 o'clock. I knew right off but I just found out. <coughs> well, I know, but she said, what day? Oh, I see. I said, this is Monday, this ain't Sunday. Well, <laughs> I didn't know now, where I'd been all day from Saturday, from Saturday noon, to Monday morning, 11, blah, like, Well, I've been there now. I'll still dive down, but I had no remembrance. Nothing that I remember. I thought it was still Sunday. She ought to be in church. So she was sitting there, and I said, hello, and she said, hello. And I let her be talking. I didn't have anything to say. I was late, see. I, I, I just didn't have any answers. Uh, and uh, I didn't have any answers that morning. Said, I've been talking to a couple of fellas about your drinks. Well, I thought, that was odd. There's been a lot of talk around in our house about drinking. I knew some church runners been down there, and I knew two or three preachers been down there praying with my wife about me. I wasn't what I was that. I, I wouldn't listen to them. I didn't want to listen to them. I went to church and listened to what they had there. but what in the hell they want to listen to me about the day, they never got drunk, and what what would I listen to They tell me all to quit. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew so much more about how I could, you. I, I knew about how bad my finances were, and I knew that more hours of hell that I went through with night after night. And then tell me how I quit. What I don't do is, uh, if a good ad told me how, but uh, they tell me how I had to, you know. And they uh, also tell me how that I could, which I guess I knew probably was right. But uh, it was so tough that way, I just couldn't make it. I just had to be, that was going much better than I, I, than I, I just knew I couldn't be that good. And, uh, of course, I was pretty much like the woman at the uh, minister trying to get to join the church, and finally she said, well, minister, she said, I'll join, but she said, you'll have to bear with me, you'll have to be easy. She said, I'm going to have a tough time. She said, you know, it seems strange, but she said, it seems like everything I like to do. It was either illegal, immoral, or fat she said. <laughs> she said, it's just you uh,
1: So I guess I knew that was the an
0: answer, but uh, I didn't know how to get it. That way, I, I didn't know how I could make it. I've done a lot of praying about it, but as soon as I stopped praying about it, I the ideas come up about cigarettes and little any antifolter. And going to fix the shows, my church found on all those, and they wouldn't even permit me to smoke if I was up there, in there. Basement tonight, I couldn't smoke there. I can get up and go out, like we always do when we have a social meet Get up and go outside and try outside the door and smoke. Well, I don't know whether any hard smoke down there in the basement as it would be outside there, just outside the door or not. I don't know. But all those things that bob up there, and I said, I don't know. I couldn't. I, 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 I just can't. I just can't. I know I won't be able to be that good. I've done a lot of praying about and all those little things have come up. And I said, Yeah, yeah, Lord, I'll, I'll do that for sure. I'll, I'll do everything. But I'm a liar, and I know it. Finally, I said, Well, there's no use in you lying to the Lord, and praying for help when you know you're lying and you're not ready to do that thing. That to the top in my mind. that helped me. The next thing she said to me, she said, You're going to quit. And I think, Well, where Devil, did you ever get in? Yes, yeah, you were like that. You must have hit a couple of bags going good salesman. That makes you think, that makes you think, because you said a couple of men, that makes you think that I'm going to quit. I haven't heard you say that for a long, long time. She just didn't say anything about it. And She didn't hear me say I was going to quit. I always, always say, I, I'll have to cut this out. I'll have to quit this. I'll have to cut this out, you know. I guess I knew I couldn't quit, so I didn't want to go back on the word, and I'd just go around to help her and maybe help myself, saying that I'll have to cut it out. I'll have to cut it out. No, and that I couldn't. I remember way back in 1960. I don't know what year it was, because it was uh, my uh, junior year in university, and of course a certain boy was in the room with me at that time, and I had been terrible.
1: <coughs> Oh, turning one the night before, still was that
0: morning, but sick. And I was sitting there on the bed, and I was a-heaving and a gagging, and, and a-heaving and going off. And this little mountaineer, he was worse drunk than I was. He looked over at me, and he said, why don't you quit? I
1: don't at all,
0: and you'd be really was not even funny. And I looked at him as funny as sick as I was, and I said, where well. is Why, Well, yeah, he said, see, this no trouble, I'll come down and die. <laughs>
1: and I said, going to, she said,
0: I said you're going to quit well now that helps. yeah that that she had there I, I, I couldn't I didn't have that assurance. but the fact that she still could believe in me and believe in this program or I believe that she had found something whereby I, I could quit well what the
1: hell and she told me there were a couple of uh, drunks she
0: said like you are I said "Man, brother struggling too I said they get drunk and uh, they're trying to quit And, uh, they're four-week sinners. Maybe she didn't say it that way, but that's what came to my mind. Well, now that's better. All these other people have been coming around here. they come around here to help this four-week sinner, me. They're all right, but they want to help me. And, uh, but there's nothing wrong with them, but now here's a couple of four-week sinners that's come to talk to me. Well, now that that helped my egotism quite a little bit. They admitted that they would have just had the same licking as I had. Well then, you people probably look down on me.
1: Why don't you use your well pile? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Use your well
1: power.
0: <laughs> You And know, I've used my well power and you have too. Because when you get sober, you have a health spike going on, I can tell you. And if I had had sense enough, I would have caught that first drink. Uh, easier than I could have thought it out after I'd been drinking for a week or two. But finally, I had to quit and down and fight it out. Now, now that, that, that's when you really got a real tough fight to put out. Mind you, my preacher, have never gone through that. Now, it's a dare a hole and fighting that out to get better, back there, now that's tough that job. I used to tell them all the time, I said, you know, it's always it was kind of fun to get drunk, but it's hard to get sober. That's what I got it was When I started to yeah, get sober, that was when my problem started. And, um, but these fellows, uh, well, I think they had the same weakness to die. Therefore, I wasn't going to, uh, uh, hurt myself too much. My list on. That's kind of put them down on my level. And, uh, so, uh, then there was one other thing. She said, you going to quit. That helped. A lot. And I didn't forget it. And I thanked you for the confidence, for my. own mind, without saying so. Because I didn't <coughs> have much confidence.
1: That's you not know, all. And
0: I talked about the cure and all that stuff. When I had with my doctor. I had a regular doctor that has been helping me for two or three years. And he was a mighty nice fellow. And he was a minister too. And my wife and I talked to him about taking cures. <coughs> And he said he won't do Bill any good. He said he's a confirmed girlfriend of me, that's what he calls. He said, I'll go with him before. And he said, I'm a minister and I'm a doctor. He said, I ought to have some answer, but I don't have any answer. All in the world I can do is help him through this pain so he can get sober enough to get back to try to stay sober with him, Dave. We've got a few days. But that'll work and won't be long and uh, he'll be calling me again.
1: I know it because I've had
0: him before, but uh I pretty soon tell him to hell with him. I don't want to be fooled with him, and he didn't mean but he was a good friend of mine, like my wife, he needs my wife. and his wife. They did more for her, for her than they did for me. And uh so uh I think well and I said Well I next question I said well why are they gonna charge you? And I never forgot that. Name. She said, you know, that's the strange thing about it. She said, that's it. <coughs> We've both been church members for a long time. Now, I'm not in church. I'm not. I'm not doing that. But we had been, and have had been constantly going, oh, I didn't go too regular because I get drunk too often. But uh, I, when I was sober enough, and I went pretty drunk sometimes to church. But uh, So I said, why are you going to, go to charge me? She said, you know, that's the strange thing about it that not only they, they said not only whether they were going you know, they weren't going to charge anything but they said you couldn't pay them a stand if you had a million dollars and I think that's the devil before I could be no place that way <laughs> but there's another
1: thing
0: they, they, and, I, and I'm not going to preach to you. you go out and handle hey, your wife right. I'm not going to tell you because if you don't get it right and you get drunk, it's going to be you that's going to be saved and not me. I'll sympathize with you, but uh, yeah, I've got you see because I don't work out anymore. I had enough. It wouldn't take a cent, but that worked if you had a million dollars. You couldn't pay for Now that's the way AA started out. But I said, not pay for it. I'm not trying to fall from anybody else. But that's the bat to see that that was one of the main things that helped me to believe that these fellows had something. There were two fellows I'd never seen a hotel that was 4 weeks it just like I was, and they were willing to come over there and take their time and talk to me to show me a problem whereby I could stay sober, and not only would they not charge me anything, but I couldn't pay them if I wanted to. And that was really the first thing that interested me in that and I told the watch to come over. And they came over and I could have given you this program a long time ago. You see, there wasn't any book then, there wasn't any twelve steps, there wasn't any of this other nice good literature we have, some good and some not the good. And that we have around and we didn't have any of those things. We resisted those two fellows there that said they wanted to get sober. And they thought they would get on a over, And whereby they could stay sober and the part of that program was that they had to bring it up to me, and I sort of forgot that last thing because they, they they told me that was part of the that they had to bring the thing to me. And here's the ain't so No have right. The process are all right. They're fine. And um, But I learned it the other way. They told me that I had to really want to quit. Uh, they
1: said, if you don't want to quit, well, that's okay. We just go ahead and get drunk. That's all right. Really
0: not the chicken liquor. And uh we want to stay sober. And to the stay sober, we've got we have a problem and to stay sober we think we have to take that program to somebody else. Now if you want to go out and get drunk and get sick and die down in this hospital like this, well all right, and we'll just lie on out we won't argue with you, that's your free pay. Well, I said that fellow said they're pretty honest about this thing. All these other fellows want to plead with me now. And they said if you want to get drunk, okay, can't get drunk. But they said, we, we, we want to quit, and we'd like to see you quit. But we leave it to you if you want to quit. And, uh, then they asked me, and said, Do you think you can quit by yourself? Well, that's pretty hard answer. I'd always been pretty self sufficient. Well, that's one
1: of
0: things, just as I was. And I told a lot of fellows I saw my cousin dying before he was 27 years old from my that I used to run with. I had him in bed right after night with Ps. And I saw him die. But I was smiling. I wasn't going to let him do that. And he told me, he said, Bill, well, I, I don't want to get drunk like this. But he said, i can't him how Well, I used not know. like the <laughs> I thought, well, you ain't using good sense. I told him, I said, you you're drinking too much too often. A lot of asked And he said, all these are about why you get be alcoholics and I said I don't know after hearing all those stories I finally come to the conclusion on the reason I became an alcoholic was that I drank too much whiskey too often over too long a period I think that's what happened <laughs> now, if I could have had just one of those maybe I wouldn't have been an alcoholic and I thought I was going to avoid them but I checked on and said, I was bad as suit as see why and um, but I kept on as I saw and I said now when it starts doing me like that well I'm going to quit it well, I got on and I was this bag, and I said, well, that's pretty tough. But I, I do know when it starts doing me like this, Mama, then I know I'm going to do something about it. Now, mother, I just I don't stay down the bottom. I just step alone the standard. Years and years out my standard got worse while I lowered it to, so I would stay down the bottom. And as far as Richard was concerned, I hadn't been down in the jungle, because so I'd had a little money left me, and I'd had some, you before I got the bag, and so all I got run out. Not I kept in the bank. I was pretty slick at that. And And uh, so I would have run me out longer. I would have been down there before. So they told me I had to have an honest job. And we used to quit. Well, I don't guess I wanted to quit. But oh my goodness, I'd have had enough. Just kind of getting drunk. There wasn't anything in that anymore. I sure was. I certainly, if I didn't want to quit drinking, I wanted to get, quit getting drunk and getting taken over to the hospital and tied down and put in jail and things like that. I didn't like that. And so they asked me then, the next question, whether they, I thought, I could quit by myself, and that was pretty hard to answer. I admit I
1: had a problem that I couldn't have handle,
0: those sort of thing like that. Anyhow, was done that, I was going to do it all my life. They said, no, you can handle it by yourself, all right, then we'll go around and we'll somebody who can't handle it. And uh, they said, we want to quit. And to do that, we've got to take this problem to somebody that wants to quit and knows that he can't quit. And we're just wasting time. If you don't want to quit or waste some time, if you don't quit, if you think you can quit by yourself, that's fine. Just go ahead and quit. And did I do there and stay these things going? Oh, and then they asked me uh, another question. said, do you believe in a higher power? I said, yes, I believe in God and I believe in the Bible. I never have lost my faith. I know that's the answer, but I need all am I going to do it. Because I just can't be that good. I, I just can't. I, I said, I do these little things. What am I going do about that? Well, they gave you some very good sense, though. They said, well, now let's, don't you think, that this drink problem is causing you more trouble than anything else now. And don't you think that you're going to have about all that you can do to get rid of this drink problem? Don't you think it's going to use about all your time now getting rid of this? Well, I said, I wouldn't be surprised. I certainly haven't been doing very good at it. Well, he said, now let's concentrate on the drink, and we'll forget the cigarettes and the penny poker and the other little things like that for a while. You concentrate on this thing. And you work on that. Then after you get sort of straightened out on that, and then, then you start thinking about some other things. And uh, if uh, you still going to get rid of that, well, then you start working on those. Well, no, I said, that's a pretty good thing. Pretty good sense. So I said, I, I believe in the Bible. I believe in God. I know that's the answer. answer. But I haven't been able to guess. Then the next question they asked me was, would I be willing in the presence of somebody else who sort of slipped that... We don't use that exactly that way anymore, but they said, would you be willing in the presence of somebody else go to this higher power, which to me was God, and admit that you have a problem that you can't handle and that you won't help? And they left me there to study on. I had to warrant to I had to realize that I couldn't do it by myself. I had to believe in some higher power that could help me. And I had to be willing to humble myself enough to go to that higher power and admit that I was uh, I had a problem that I couldn't handle and asked for help. And I stayed there on that old hospital bed in July, and got no end of blue line. I put up a fire. I thought
1: about all the things that I
0: was gonna have to give up if I made this arrangement. Boy, the old road looked pretty damn dark. dark <coughs> I say that's straight and narrow. Sure looked really narrow. That's more I ain't never gonna have no more fun. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, that's right. I'm telling you, too. the said this ain't going to be no fun in this lifestyle. You know? Oh, I know now. I devil, he just fooled me, you know. He had them things. He knew what was holding me back. And he was using them things, you know. And I was still pretty worried. I love worried things yet. So I went over all those things that they'd said to me, and I went over and back over my life, things that I'd thrown away, material things, and other things that I'd thrown away. The material things didn't worry me too much, and although I certainly didn't have any of them left, and the opportunities I had didn't worry me too much. But I then began to think about the humiliation and sorrow and things that I had caused some other mighty fine people. My mother and my wife, the boy was getting old enough to know, and uh, I just went back over what kind of a heel I'd been, and I can tell you the things didn't look for anything Certainly didn't. I'd had an awful lot of people that'd been awful nice to me. My dad and mother sent me to school and paid money. Uh, they didn't have to order out something to eat to do it, but uh, now I remember I knew that I was drunk back in nineteen hundred and seventeen. My dad got killed in that year and I was over in school and I was drunk when they called on the telephone over there. I was pretty drunk. But I was handling this pretty good in those days. They brought him over there to Lexington and died. Well, I had to take him home, I had to take my bottles along with me. Well, but no, I didn't get real drunk, I was done yesterday in Boston. And uh then I was my senior year in university and uh the first time I started about <laughs> I knew
1: all this stuff was
0: away, but I made that peace, and I'll go back to the university and finish the summer time. I thought, I it, if I got away from school and stayed down on the farm, because through the summer I went home, I, I had to stay pretty. I did get drunk some, but I had to be pretty careful about Dad, because he throw me out and I wouldn't get no more money down to school, and I knew it. So when I got drunk around home on the farm, I had to be very careful about it. And, uh, so, uh, I stayed around there, then, Mom said, well, alright, she'd rather go back to school. So I took that as excuse, and I stayed around there. Last in April, early uh, part of April, and one day I'm talking to the room, and uh, I wanted a drink, and I had in my pocket. So I just stepped in the other room. Of course, I always had that sense and I closed the door right in the face. Before my bottle out, I started taking a drink, you know. Well, she just opened the door and looked in. She said, don't let that in a minute. How She said, are you a doctor? I said, yes, I guess I am. She said, well, I'll be are as a bad girl. We already knew. you wasn't going to live until the doctor told me. She said, I'll be here as a bad girl. Well, I said, oh, almost, ma." She said, what are you going to do about it? I said, I don't know. Well, she said, I don't either. I said, your dad and I have been at the old school. I'm out for four years. All you've learned is to be a drunkard. I said, I guess that's
1: right. I said, I'll go down and join the army.
0: to get sober? Well, I won't go into that story. That was a long time ago. My army got 13 years after I got sober. And I was awful glad. But I went back over, and I'm going to make I said, I quit already. I went back over all those things that I treat those people, and I said, "Boy, you sure have been a healer. And You don't have very much left now. The rest of time you better start trying to do, do something about and make up for some of those things that you've done towards people."
1: So I said, "Well, Lord, I've had enough of
0: this. I don't want to get drunk anymore. I've had enough."
1: According to what the
0: doctor says, and according to what I say, I don't have blame anymore days around here, I'm pretty well wrecked from every standpoint in the world. I'm wrecked. I don't have very much left to turn over to you, but whatever I, what I have left, I'm going to turn it over to you from now on. I'm not going to be the captain of the boat I'm Boy, I've been running this boat now for a long time. And I sure have made a wreck out of it. From now on, I'm going to try to find out each day and say instructions from you. I'm not going to get when I do even pray says you what all the things that I want you know, there's nothing out of which some awful lot of these we are almost sacrilegious. For now, sometimes they'll tell the Lord what he ought to do, what they think the all he ought to be doing. They're just trying over and over again tell the Lord what he ought to do all the time. He knows what to do. I'd like to spend a little more time asking the Lord that we might be worthy that we get some of these things that we're asking for, like the woman told the little boy. He out and set his fire. He said, "Mama, don't you like that? Well, she said that was pretty good, but she said, why don't you spend a little less time telling the Lord what to do and a little, just force for duty. You know, let him tell you what to do. So I said, well, now instead of uh, going ahead and running this thing and telling you, come on, help me put this over and this over. I'm going to try to find out what you want me to do. And I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to find out what your will is for me and I'll do the best that I can to carry it out. And I know what I'm doing and I won't be able to." do it all the time, but I'll keep on trying. If I fall down, I'll go back ask you again, because I don't want to drink anymore. I've had all this I want. I've just had all I want, and I want to quit. I've had enough. And uh, I'm going to rely entirely upon you. When that old talk about drink starts coming on, I ain't going to travel want that argument. Every time I started thinking about a drink when I was trying to stay dry, and know I didn't see and I could get more excuses somewhere other than why I should. Anyhow, we always was on the other side of that argument about I should was Charlotte Winner because he nearly always did. I said, Lord, no, when that argument comes up from now on, I'm going to turn that argument over to you. because so that's one argument I always lost. And I'm going to let you hand that job. And, uh, I ain't going to even start any argument about it. I'll just say, well, now here, you take this problem over. And, uh I've had enough. I don't want to do this anymore. Anything that I have to give up, or anything I have to do, I'm willing to do when I'm meant. I've said that before, but I didn't mean it, and I got gone. So when these fellows come back, I said, well, I've had enough. I've drunk, sick, I don't to get drunk and sick And they do it. I'll have to admit that I, I can't do anything about it, because I know I couldn't I wouldn't have gone through this. I do believe in that higher power, and I already have gone to that higher power. And I asked for help, and I'm willing to do it again here or any place in the world. It doesn't make any difference. I'll never be ashamed, Admit that i have to go and ask for that help any place where it might be. I've done nothing, and I'll do it again. I don't know whether I did, did, I did it or not, but I told them I was willing to. They said, that's fine. Now, there's one other thing you got to do. you got to go out and take that same program to somebody else. And that's what I'm doing here tonight. I could have made it a lot shorter and quit. Not I you folks. And, uh, but you know, these areas get started talking. I went over to Abram Misha not so long ago. And as I went along, they told me this story. It started did click, but I forget it once in a while. I said that this one of these fellows, up talked on and on, you know. The crowd got restless and he found it on the desk. There with the hammer, and uh, they're climbed climbing down. They got restless again. This fellow went on and on. He found it again. That's finally climbing down. They got restless again. He got so hanging. and he hit the desk real hard. He walked over here and. And hit I sitting here in the front and started hit and the him out and He was sitting there buying the down like this and grabbed him and picked his mouth. He said, Are oh, you hurt, young conscience? He said, No, I'm still doing it. He said, Hit me again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, that
0: was the, the area I bought it. And that's the way I've been going out and telling it. I haven't had much to it because I'm sorry of to afraid too. It's been worth too much to me. It's meant those. Eight or ten years of my life, I, I know these last eight or ten years, and I've been in good health and so on. And so, I certainly think an awful lot of it because I've heard an awful lot of people say that they were sober as a result I'm following that program of the twelve steps. They were added in as we went along, and as already learned, you can take those five that I gave you and pretty much spread them out and make twelve out of them. And that was what was done. I've heard so many people that they were happy and the following that program and I know that there's a lot of people out that are happy and, and homes and happy homes that otherwise would have been dead or they've been in this or they've been in jail tonight and the program means a lot to me and I certainly hope we keep it simple along that line and if you read this uh, uh, this last I uh, uh, read a uh, great line you'll see the first article in there by Paul grief or whatever his name is he said he was an atheist. He wasn't a drunkard, but he learned. He said he was an absolute atheist. But he said by his association with AA, he has become to believe in God and pray. Now, that's worth an awful lot to that man. That's worth an awful lot to him. And he said with his simplicity and the way that we went after that brought him from complete atheism back to a place where he could pray to God. And I've heard so many people, so many places all around over the country, say this: I came into AA solely for the purpose of sobriety, but it's been through AA that I have found God. And I know, and most of you know, how well worthwhile that is. That's the reason I hope we keep our AA reform. I don't get angry because I particularly, I because I don't feel too much responsibility myself. The only thing in this program that I have, it's worthwhile that I can take the program on, that somebody gave to me, and whereby I have had the benefits of that, I can take it on to them and get it to them. but from now on, it's between them and that higher power, whether they make it or not. There isn't any question about that. It's between them and their higher power, whether they're able to make it or not. And so I, for that reason, I don't get too much disturbed when I see these things breaking around because I'm very of the foundation is uh, the program is on a good firm foundation is doing enough to good for it to disintegrate and go along and thank you folks for being as person is listening to me and uh, for as long as you did. And uh, thank you for inviting me down here and congratulate you on the numbers you have here in this uh, uh, your first anniversary and I wish you a lot more good anniversaries and thanks. On
1: behalf of the group and myself, I certainly want to thank you for, I want to say, you know, uh, sitting here listening to you and telling about those early early days, I couldn't help but think how fortunate we are that it came in so much later and when we had so much more help, you only had two to help you.
0: I now how do you want to be from your own? you own? do you have your comments period? You? Well I used to work at kick on. Uh, I always talk along with <laughs> 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 well, it. Yeah. Well Bill, I'm always the done to you. I've heard you a good many times and every time I hear you Get those cobwebs away out of my head. And then you kind of me about a program is I feel sometimes it's being confused if you get what I mean. That's right. You bring out primarily the first things come first in your program. And another thing you bring out is the words that Doc Smith said three times in my presence Don't allow folks program, keep it simple. These skills we put on the program—if uh, they're good, they will stay if they are not good, they will disappear. Not to get too self-important in the program, that we think we can dictate things that we all agree ourselves have already laid down the rules and regulations. Every time I hear you, I go back to my time at St. Thomas when Ted Russell came to see me. Palmer and some of those fellows, some of the first fellows, Paul Stanley, and they told me the same thing that you're telling now. I think if you continue, Bill, and I know you will, going around carrying this message to you, we younger members of my say that this program will continue to grow and grow and until
1: it's drama. Thanks very much. Well, you know, I, the problem
0: has meant so much to me that I, I'm, i I'm, the uh, Lord's been very good to me, and I i don't want to mush the thing up. Because I, I probably have had all the uh, things really that I'm entitled to from the things I'm doing, and I certainly don't want to mush this thing up. Well, I'm sure if that I'll hear you tonight. We were talking to the back, What at you. meeting, we how many I heard
1: you that I didn't know but I would